Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, now, Cindy Chetty and I are actually doing this remote, so if there's any uh, difference in the volume, that's why. But that's okay. Today, we're actually going to reflect about two amazing saints, two apostles, Saints Philip and James. And uh, since the bodies of Saints Philip and James arrived together at the same location, uh, they actually, the church uh, instituted a single feast day for both apostles. So they were, the bodies were both, uh, both came to Rome together. And so that's why we celebrate this um, amazing feast day for both of them. So James was referred to as uh, uh, James the Less because this distinguished him from uh, James, who was the brother of John. He was also known as the just one, and he died for this faith, um, for believing in Jesus in uh, 62 AD after being pushed from the top of the temple, stoned, and then finally struck with a club on his head. So he really suffered a lot for the church. Um, And Philip the Apostle is not to be now confused with Philip the Evangelist, who is the deacon of the early church and who baptized the Ethiopian. And Philip is also, if you remember, the one who... Um, who brought Nathaniel to Jesus. And also when Nathaniel asked, you know, Nazareth, like, can anything good come from Nazareth? Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip answered with the words, come and see, and really implying that uh, to have faith in the Messiah, one must really encounter Christ personally. And so it's believed that after his preaching, though, with Bartholomew in Greece, uh, Philip was scourged, imprisoned, and then ultimately crucified upside down Uh, in 62 AD as well. Something for me as I was also reflecting on this, I I was just so touched by by Philip and his his call to um, Nathaniel, his words, come and see. And this is the call to discipleship that not only Jesus um, invited the apostles into, into this journey with him to come and see, to live with him, into a relationship with him, but this is also what we do as disciples of Jesus to invite others into the same journey, into the same, uh, using the same invitation of Jesus. Yeah, come and see, come and see for yourself. You don't have to mm. take it on my word, but you actually can come and see and encounter Christ and you can know, you can see him, you can know him, you can touch him, you can hear him, you yourself, mm. he will speak to you. Uh, you don't have to live that out through me. But all the, nonetheless, I am, I am needed. I am that instrument. And the Lord works through these relationships. He works through our, our human interactions and our, um, our capacity, our courage, and our invitation. And so never to be afraid to invite someone to come and see. Um, mm-hmm. Come and see and witness what the Lord is doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really amazing. Like, you know, all of us got that call. Uh, in our baptism and uh, you know for me it was even before my baptism uh, because I received baptism very late in my life Uh, but uh, this invitation came to me through many people uh, in my life uh, while I was in school my teachers and Mm -hmm. some of my classmates and uh, yeah so the Lord extended this invitation through different people like Philip called Nathaniel uh, like that so uh, even though Philip really received it directly from Jesus, you know, he he became a channel to bring it to uh, Nathaniel. 
uh, and even though Nathaniel had many questions, Philip conviction really helped him to go uh, mm. and be a, be an apostle himself. And later they worked together uh, and die uh, in a uh, in another place like Greece. So when I was thinking about James and Philip, uh, one thing that struck me with James is that. Uh, still, you know, historians differ regarding which James is this. They all know it's Saint James the Lesser mm-hmm. uh, because he was younger than uh, the son of Sabidi, uh, John's brother, or the other James. But uh, people still don't know whether it is he who wrote the epistle or it is another James or another. Mm-hmm. Apo- you know, it's not the apostle. So there, there are still many gray areas there. But still, you know, this James, people think he was the Bishop of Jerusalem. And he was a man of prayer, James the Lesser. It is said that he used to have calluses in his knees and his forehead because he was constantly kneeling and bowing down in prayer. So he is known as a man of great intercession, praying for others. And he had such compassion for his see that he was a bishop for a long time. And then then, then only he was martyred. And it is said that even during his martyrdom, they, they pushed him down from the temple and I have been to that temple. It's really tall, you know, the temple of Jerusalem. So somebody who falls off, I don't know how he even <laughs> survived. But it's it said that he broke his leg, but somehow he managed yeah. to kneel down and he prayed for his persecutors. Uh, but then they stoned him. And even then, you know, they made sure that he died by, you know, uh, finishing him off with a club uh, uh, and they stroke a strike on his head. So anyway, he, he died. So. The thing is like uh, James, Philip, and take any apostle, like they all had this call, this unique call. And once they joined that club, uh, you know, the other gospel writers record some of the follies that they have done. For example, like uh, when St. John uh, talks about the multiplication of the laws uh, in John chapter 6, he, 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 records this dialogue between Jesus and John. Uh, it says like, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So I was always like, Lord, if you know what you are going to do, why did you ask him? <laughs> so John has the answer. He wanted to test, mm-hmm. like test not in a bad way. Like the Lord just wanted to uh, ignite faith uh, in Philip, because with his human capacity, he cannot believe this, that yeah. five loaves could become bread for more than 5,000 people and still there will be left over. But Jesus had to do a miracle to uh, to to ignite that faith in him. Yeah. So that's why he was he was testing. And um, uh, Philip fails. <laughs> like, you know, all of us would. I, I was thinking about many incidents in my life, like there were many occasions when I was like, oh, Lord, how are you going to do this? Or how am I going to get through this? Yeah. But I have seen this multiplication uh, in my life where my energy, my uh, intellect and uh, my thinking comes to an end. Yeah. Where the Lord just multiplies. The Lord just magnifies things and still there will be left over. So uh, that is something that, uh, you know, uh, I was reflecting today from Philip. Uh, and another thing was that, uh, uh, in, in in again, later in John chapter 14, uh, Jesus is talking about he's going to his father and all those things. Thomas asks a question, you know, uh, and then he says, I'm the way, you know. Uh, but 
then again, Philip's uh, Philip asking him this question, like, like, um, show us the father that is enough. I was like, oh man, he was he had such faith that he only thing he wanted was to see the father. But mm-hmm. poor guy, he didn't know that he was looking at the father. <laughs> but that's me too, in a way. Like, it is my desire to to see God, to become one with God, uh, and I I just keep asking, okay. Okay, how do I do that? Where is he? How, where can I meet him? So the Lord is just saying, I'm right there within you and all around you. Uh, like today morning, uh, like, you know, uh, I, Sunil and me, we were discussing and Sunil was saying this, like, uh, we need to really love us. Uh, otherwise, you know, we cannot love our neighbors. So I'm like, oh, yeah, suddenly that opened the first commandment to me. The greatest commandment, love God above everything then love yourself, mm-hmm. then love your neighbor as yourself. So yeah. I have to love God. And in that light, I need to love myself. It's not like a narcissism or a self-love. I, I am loving myself as God loves me. With right. all my frailties, with all my faults, I am actually loving this broken Sindhu. Yeah. Like God would love me. Loving means accepting. And when I accept me as I am, just like God accepts me, that will make a big difference in my life. Like then I will be able to really, really receive from God. When Only when I receive that, I can love others or give to others. So knowing myself is very important. So that's why, uh, you know, Jesus asking, hey, Philip, don't worry, you know, look at me. There you will see God, my father, you know, haven't you seen that? So that would have given Philip a big jolt. And also that would be a time he would have thought about again his own identity. Like, you know, uh, like that's another thing that I was thinking, like, uh, how can I love myself when I know that I have a father in heaven who doesn't care what I am or wherever I am? And that is my true identity, that I'm a child of the father and I am loved. I am beloved as I am. And that gives me the courage to accept myself and to just abandon myself into the love of the Father. And in that love, then I will be able to accept and affirm and promote others. Yeah. So that so these three steps are needed. Loving the Father, the, uh, then knowing who I am, uh, accepting myself and uh, uh, abandoning myself in the Father's love. And then in that love, in that uh, uh, that plenitude that I will be rich to give to others. So that that is uh, the most important thing that I, I picked up from Philip too. Yeah, and both of them also remind us as you were speaking too. Uh, they weren't uh, great kings or they weren't mm. uh, amazing uh, people, and God chose the most elite. I mean, they were very ordinary men, mm. and even if we just listen to a lot of their conversations, there was a and uh, just a very, not, uh, I wouldn't say innocent, but nothing, nothing great, nothing mm. grand that was always uh, spoken about them. But that's where also, you know, we reflect on our, our quote for today, where God does not call the qualified, mm-hmm. he qualifies the called. And so it is actually in the call, in that calling that he qualifies you. And it is in that when, when, um, Jesus looked at Peter, when he looked at James, when he looked at John, when he looked at, it is in that gaze and in that look of of Jesus, when he looked at Philip, and then when he looked at Nathaniel too, in all of them, Mm. 
they were able to see outside of themselves and they were able to see in Jesus everything they needed for their mm. life. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that they needed. And so we come back again, we've talked about the transformative gaze of Jesus, but then mm. again, we come back to this in which he doesn't qualify us in such a way that, oh, we entered through this very stringent formation program and we're, mm. we're you know, we have to, only once we get through this formation are we qualified. No, in the very moment that he calls us, he has given us everything. He has given us mm. all the power. We see that, of course, now through baptism and through the grace of the church um, that we receive in communion then and confession. Mm. And he continues to call us. And in calling us, he qualifies us. He gives us mm. everything. Mm. And our our um, action in going through um, maybe certain formation and prayer and uh, retreats and exercises, it's not so much to... Uh, you know, like be formed and discipline us in that way. It's really now to open up our hearts, like you mm. said, to open up that love that has already been placed there within us, to now cooperate with that grace, to learn how to um, be guided by that grace, to move with that grace, and in that way, receive in, uh, everything that the Lord now has placed in us when he called mm -hmm. us. And he's, mm -hmm. he's never going to abandon us in that way too, you know. He's, he's so loving, he's so gentle, he's so tender, that even in those moments where we want to just say, okay, no, I, I can't do, like, even in that, he'll continue to call us, and he'll continue mm. to qualify us, and there's such a great confidence that I can see then in uh, Philip and James, that they were able to do so much, and they were also then able to die mm. for him, they mm. were uh, so confident that, yes, I, I'm not just believing that in my own ability or what I have, I have, I believe in the person of Jesus and I believe in him. I have encountered him. Mm. I've encountered his gaze and received everything, um, everything of the father through him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it's it, everything is a gift from God. Uh, like the quote says, um, you know, he will qualify those whom he called. Uh, and also the prior intention today was for, a uh, more clarity and a special anointing in our personal apostolate. So how can this happen? We know that holiness and all its conse the consequent apostolate that comes from that are entirely the gift of God. It's not a matter of human achievement. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, like we always say, it is God, the Trinity, laboring in me, yep. in me, for me and through me. So uh, that way it happens. So uh, it, it should give us a lot of courage, even these great apostles, you know, how they began, how they prospered and how even how they died and even now how they continue to encourage us. So it's a great day to again think about our call and uh, pray more, for, yeah. pray more, more and more anointing in our lives. So maybe we can uh, wind up today with this collect prayer. Mm -hmm. um, O God, who gladden us each year with the feast day of the apostles Philip and James, grant us through their prayers a share in the passion and resurrection of your only begotten Son, so that we may merit to behold you for eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening.